Welcome to Herd Deer. We're bringing back Herd Deer in early 2018. I, I don't know where to start. Where do we start? Oh, also uh, with me is Justin. How are you doing, Justin? Good. How are you? I am really good. Like really, really, really good. Any reason why you want to, you know, you're saying something like that? I had a really good day at work today. Oh, really? Yeah. Work just went really well. Very productive? Yeah, I was really, I was really productive. Uh, oh, yeah. And then I started losing a little productivity uh, when I uh, got a few text messages. Yeah, I was I was on my computer and I got got a few instant messages, a few text messages. <laughs> yeah, it was a little, little challenging to be productive uh, after the news broke. But uh, so... Yeah, uh, do you think uh, do you think it was the Twitter hashtag? Well, first, for I don't know if people, if you if you're listening to this podcast and you aren't aware, Jason Kidd was fired earlier today, or as the Bucks put it, relieved of his duties in the most euphemistic sense ever. But I, I just kind of starting off with, do I think the hashtag worked? I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna be that fan. I so here, here's the thing, man. I wonder. Like, how long was this conversation in the works uh, in the actual front office? Because, you know, fans, fans have been talking about it more, I would say, you know what, November, December? Is that when it started to uproot? I mean, yeah, there's always been kid haters, just like any coach. Well, right, like, right. Really, when, like, when the hashtag caught fire was, like, probably, like, early December. Right. And I, I don't know, it's just... So one of my friends, he's, he, 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 I would say he's a kid hater, and he was saying kids should have been fired even last year. But to kind of see all this happen, and and we were having a discussion the other day, just just talking like if kid is fired, like what's the best option for the Bucks? Do we get rid of him bef- right before the All Star game, or do we hope like wait it out until we see how the playoffs unfold? But for them to get rid of him at this juncture. One thing I can say for the like since John Horse has been the GM, he clearly doesn't. He's very. I would say he knows what he wants. Yeah, uh, he's he he hasn't been afraid to make things happen. No, and no. and I did. I disagree with a lot of the decisions. I think we frankly wasted half a season on DeAndre Liggins. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Know. A lot of the decisions we've made, I don't really agree with. But at least he he's willing to pull the trigger. Exactly. Although I very much agree with, with this. And th- yeah, to answer the question, I don't know if there's a good time. And what I thought, uh, you know, he, he what he just said today was, if it's inevitable, why why wait? Right. So it's like, it is, you know, six hours before a game the best time to do it? Probably not, especially like <laughs> when, it, when it comes down to playoff seating, mm-hmm. every single one of these games is going to matter. You yes, know, it is. Yes, so when like. Is. When you have this, and uh, we're up as I'm watching watch live right now, we're up sixty fifty six. So like, I mean, I like to think we'll plot the win, but like, you kind of pencil in the Suns as a win. Like, this is this isn't isn't not a game you can lose, right? So like, would it made more sense All Star break maybe? Mm-hmm. But you know, I guess if it's inevitable, I don't know. Uh, and one thing, so John Horace, he had an interview in the second quarter, and I think there was a lot of. Well, people were questioning, like, so what's next for the Bucks, coaching wise? So Joe Prunty, he'll be the interim head coach for the duration of the season, and I, mean, I guess like I understand that, but it also seems weird because you know usually, but I guess you can't clean house 
in the middle of the season because obviously you need someone to coach your team. But I don't know. It's just a very interesting selection because he's like, at this point, is the scheme on offense and defense still going to be similar? Because I worry, I worry about that, but I don't know. Like, I don't want to define, I don't want to define this by like the other times he's, Mm -hmm. you know, been an interim coach because he's still Mm -hmm. under kid. I'd like to think that, you know, with with Prunty, I think he's going to change the defense. Mm-hmm. I, I think our offense is going to stay pretty similar because mm-hmm. from my understanding, I mean, he's kind of the architect of the offense. And offense hasn't been that bad this year. I mean, it could be improved. Right. But, yeah, right. The issue is defense. Yeah, without a doubt. But when you have Giannis on the floor, our offense is pretty good. I mean, you know, right. like there's room for improvement. But I'd like to think that there will be some changes on the defensive end. Yeah, I, I sure hope so. Um. But yeah, it raises the question, you know, it sounds like that's the plan is Prunty mm-hmm. the whole year. Is that the right way to go? I mean, do you bring in like a David Fisdale um, who's currently unemployed or I, I don't know. I kind of I I'm kind of torn. I think I'm OK as long as I, I, I don't know, as long as we're getting wins, I'm fine with giving mm-hmm. Prunty a run. Right. But like he's, uh, he's, he's he's been around the league like. Right. Wait, so ben, also, I, have a, I, have a, I have a question for you about yeah. that. Since he has been around the league and he has a lot of experience, do you, do you possibly see this as the Bucks giving him the opportunity to shine? And like, what, what, would you be surprised if they kept him as the head coach, depending on how he ended in the playoffs? Well, I think that I I kind of like that about him. I mean, he mm-hmm. he's got motivation now because right. like I, when I was reading on Twitter earlier today, they said that this offseason, Milwaukee Bucks will be the most sought after coaching job in the NBA. Right. Due to due to mostly Giannis mm-hmm. opportunity to coach him, but I, I like that I like adding some competition because I mean, oh look, I'm not saying we're gonna win you know the finals this year, but uh-huh. I we we have a roster. I think we can make a playoff run. I think we have the players that we can make a playoff run. So I think having that competition, I think that's gonna motivate him. Right. Because oh, like now it's like he has nothing to lose essentially. Yeah, he has, he has nothing to lose. Like worst case, what he comes he stays on as an assistant. Right. I, yeah, I don't know. Right. Um. So I, I kind of like it. Um, and then I think once you get to the, you know, you look at, you know, some candidates, you know, David Fisdale, um, mm. you know, there's a lot of different candidates, plus whoever gets fired. Plus, like I said, most attractive NBA job. I mean, you, you never know. Like, is there like a Billy Donovan that wants to come out of college ball? Right. Wait, Billy Donovan? Because, oh, I, I mean, right. obviously, very right. different, yeah. but like – <laughs> Compare you could compare us to the Oklahoma City Thunder a few years ago. It's mm-hmm. kind of small market. You know they had KD. We have Giannis. So kind of mm-hmm. uh, you could kind of make that comparison. You know maybe there's like a college coach that's you know looking to move up to the league, and this could be kind of a good w- way to get in. Right. So it'll well, be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, definitely. Because because so like just thinking thinking about if the Bucks went sort of the Billy Donovan OKC route. I think that's something you always have to be careful when doing, just because, like, obviously, players on the college level, they don't, that play and style of play doesn't translate like the NBA. Yeah, yeah. So that's something you always, like, have to consider. And just because a coach is great in the college level, you know, doesn't mean it'll be great <laughs> in the NBA. Well, it worked out for Brad Stevens so far. Yeah, he's definitely one of a kind. <laughs> one of a kind coach. Brilliant guy. So, yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, yeah, you know, we've got all these talented players. We just need a tent to put around the circus. Right. You know, kind of like going along with that, I was talking to someone earlier today, and 
No, I didn't know that this was the case, or at least allegedly. But a lot of players, they just they weren't uh, they weren't high on kid, which I didn't know. I, I my idea was he was always a players coach, but I guess just because you're a players coach doesn't mean you're re- you're relatable. You know, and from what I understand, I think Giannis really liked him, and a lot of guys just kind of went along with it because you know Giannis is Giannis, right? But you know, I'm kind of reading that. Him and Jabari did not have a good relationship at all, ever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's no, that's no surprise. Like that, you know. I've never. Have you ever seen those two talk? No. On TV. <laughs> Maybe a couple times, but right, uh, just because like, yeah, I don't know. Have to right. I think he had a good relationship with Giannis. Um, and I think, I think, yeah. yeah, like with, like I think, like for Giannis, it obviously makes sense because kid essentially molded him into the player he's he is today. And, and I'm willing to give some of the credit to Giannis's development to Kid. I, th- I, oh, yeah. I, I think I think that Kid there were, were as as much as I hate to say good things about Kid. Like mm-hmm. there were some good things about him. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame point guard, right? Um, but just not the right guy. Um, so I guess my my two questions I have for you is one: Does Kid have a co- future coaching? I would say he does. Yeah. Is that, you think you think he'll get a head coaching job? I mean, to me, because he's had two already, and like he's proven that he can, like he's a coach that can make the playoffs, and with like decent talent. So I think he, I think eventually he'll get the chance down the line. Yeah, I, th- I think he'll get a chance at some point. Um, and then I guess too, if you had to bet money, who who's the Bucks head coach going into 2018, 2019? Ooh, he pulling that one out on me. For right now, the coach that I like the most is Fisdale. And I think that's I feel like that's just the sentiment of most Bucks fans at this point. Yeah. He's like one of the most qualified coaches out there right now. So I would say Fisdale. Who would you say? I if I had to pick one, I think I mean I think Pronte just because he has a you know two feet in the door. But other than that, Fizdale. You know what's interesting is when the in the stadium when they announced Pronte as the head coach tonight, the whole stadium cheered. As expected. <laughs> I mean, I, so, yeah, I, I, that's totally expected. Kid doesn't have a lot of fans left. Like I thought it was really interesting reading tweets like even yesterday, like last night, like tweet at Bucks. Hey, I'm a season ticket holder. Just want to say I'm very disappointed with what's happening. Hashtag fire kid. Wow. <laughs> wow. So isn't it isn't it I, I know like it's e- for the front office. You I mean, I know like they obviously they make all the decisions not based on social media, but it is interesting to see like upheavals like this and you kind of see you can see like the like everything that happens before the actual firing itself unravel on the internet. It's interesting to see that. Yeah, honestly, like NBA news has completely shifted. If I want to stay up to the minute, all I do is Twitter. I, that's, the, that's the only place I go. I go on Twitter. My feed pretty much tells me everything I need to know. So it's interesting. So I guess, you know, new – we're past halfway, new coach, a little over 500, eighth seed. What's your updated projection for end of year? Uh, where do we end up? What seed do we get? And then how, how far do we make it? If like the players like strap it up, I would say I think we can get a I think we can get a five seed. I don't know if that's too optimistic, but I don't I don't think it's out of the question though, especially if you consider I mean, Jabari coming back. 
you'd like to think you could improve it, you know, even one seed from last year. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to say probably five seed. I think we could win a series, though. Yeah, I mean, I do too, but then I'm going to go, I'm going to go second round elimination. Second round. It would be, yeah. I think, so say if we end up being five and say the Wizards are four, I think we have a good chance of upsetting them. Yeah, I just don't want to play the the Celtics. But the other thing is, you know, I was going to say I don't want to play the Raptors, but if we play like a more traditional defense where we don't have four people switching, mm-hmm. you know, we're not trapping so much, I think we could I think we could hold wrong with them. Yeah, yeah, it remains to be seen. Yeah, like the what teams I just don't don't want to see versus the Bucks, the Raptors for sure, and the Celtics absolutely not. It's, I know that's and not. I'm not the sound, Cavs. Yeah, like yeah, and the Cavs too. Obviously, they'll they'll figure it out. Don't let the don't let people fool you. The Cavs will get it together. Okay, so just just going a little bit of an NBA tangent. I'm I'm kind of with Charles Barkley. So a few weeks ago, he said, "I don't like don't be so sure that the Cavs will come out the East just based on seating and like who they have to play their first and second rounds." I think it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough. I think this year will be tougher for them because I I know Isaiah Thomas is a lethal scorer, but defensively, I mean I remember last year when they the Celtics had to hide him in the corner just because he's such a liability. And and honestly, Kyrie Irving and Isaiah Thomas, even though they both were potent scorers, I just think Isaiah Thomas is a different type of scorer where he's coming off pick and rolls versus Kyrie. He didn't really need a pick and roll to get his shot off. Yeah, no, they miss him. But mm-hmm. do you think they're gonna? Do you think they're gonna pull the trigger on DeAndre Jordan? I don't know. That's a good question. Because I feel like DeAndre Jordan would fix all of their defensive problems. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- that's how good of a defensive player he is. I wonder. I do wonder with like LeBron not really saying what he's going to do next, like how much that influences a player wanting to. Yeah, come I mean, out. I don't know if they're going to want to tr- if they'll trade the Brooklyn pick or not. But you yeah. know what's going to be really funny is to see who the Brooklyn pick actually ends up being. <laughs> That's right. That it, it's been just traded around, talked about for for years. Right. <laughs> Interesting to see who the Brooklyn pick. It, I, it's going to end up being a bust. <laughs> It's gonna um, end up being like a like a DJ Wilson or something, or like Darko Milicic, something nasty, <laughs> something just ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. That's gonna be yeah. Just it, I am in terms to see like what the Cavs do before the trade deadline, especially with limited assets. You know who I don't miss is DeAndre Liggins. Oh man, you, you just keep what? you keep bagging on him. What a joke of a player. You keep bagging on him, man. He talked about what his plus minus, our plus minus when he's on and off the floor. Yeah, we were horrible. He's not doing any better on the Pelicans either. He just got re-signed to a second 10-day. I have no idea why. Uh, there's Greg Monroe. I miss – yeah, I, the, the main thing I miss about Greg Monroe is now I can't say he can't jump over a phone book anymore. I know. That was the best thing. That was the best we could say. Yeah, that was that was the only positive part of having him on the team. I mean, we don't really have anyone on the team you can say that about anymore. I mean, John Henson could get over a phone book at least, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe even two phone books. Oh, not two. <laughs> yeah, he Henson could get a, get a, get over at least two. 
Bucks are up by five. So what other topics we got that we need to hit? I mean, kind of the news of the day, obviously, is the elephant in the room. Uh, no more Jason Kidd. Wow. I mean, I, I still like quite have, haven't quite like wrapped my mind around it yet. I'm telling you, man, when someone texted me earlier or they messaged me earlier and they said Kidd fire, I was like, what? Like, are you kidding me? Dude, it's everything like the two big decisions made the season Bledsoe or trading for Bledsoe and then firing Kid is coming to fruition. So, like, wait, so Ben, is this our moment to say, like, you know, we think the Bucks will make the conference finals and possibly win and maybe it'll come into fruition? <laughs> I don't know about this year, <laughs> but yeah, high hopes. Well, hey, we've been podcasting about firing Kid for a while now, so. Yeah, we have that. Yeah, that's something. It's end of November, early December. Hey, I remember we've called we we've called it all. I mean, we, we really podcasted have. about tra- tra- trading Greg Monroe. Right. We podcasted about yeah, we podcasted about trading Greg Monroe. We podcasted about trading for Eric Bledsoe. Right. We podcasted about cutting DeAndre Liggins. Mm-hmm. We podcasted about getting Sean Kilpatrick on the team. What what other moves did we predict? We've Firing Jason Kidd. Mm-hmm. I guess Sweeney Sweeney has to get fired. You said Sweeney? <laughs> yeah, because I kind of called that too at one point. Um, I mean, yeah, we, we've been pretty accurate. We have. Like, no big no big deal, heard of dear listeners, but uh, we've been pretty accurate. We're not tuning our own horn either. It's just the truth. No, not, not at all. all right. But we have called all of these moves. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so um, we're definitely going to have to keep an eye on like what's going on before All-Star break. Maybe we'll predict something else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, LeBron uh, is going to get recruited. Yeah. I mean, look, we already have the, the Eric Bledsoe-Rich Paul connection. And then look, Yeah, yeah. There we go. And then, then if we get Fizdale, we got the Miami Heat connection. Yes. See, look, it's already yes. it's already starting, Ben. It already is. Isn't that super funny that the Lakers put twenty million dollars towards Contavious Caldwell Pope just to get the foot in the door with Rich Paul? That's that's the. I mean, seriously, there, there's no other reason you would pay. I mean, I, I mean, it's an expired contract, but still, twenty million. There's no other reason you would pay twenty million dollars, right? Because other than to. To get access, because then it's not illegal to talk to him. Right, exactly. Because then you have, then it's Rich Paul talking to the team, basically, and well, the team talking to LeBron through Rich Paul, essentially. Exactly, it's crazy. That's the that's the business of sports. It's a it's a gray business. Yeah. There's no black and white. Other than the apparently the new All Star uniforms, they are black and white. Are they? Yep. Man, it's been a lot of dude, it's been a lot of weird uh, weird things going on with those jerseys. I mean, we, like it's stemming from like jerseys literally like just ripping in half, and then like no the Christmas no Christmas Day jerseys. Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of weird. I was I was like they've been doing this for quite some time now, and I know it was Adidas doing it, and not Nike. But it's like, like where, like why, why was this not planned for? No, 
One thing I can say though, I like the you know like the like the city edition jerseys. Yeah. Well, I do like I, I like I don't think there's anything wrong with having like multiple jerseys. I mean, like let's be honest, like the NBA is basically like a reality TV show. Right. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Like more so than other sports. Like I don't know, it's all about fashion and why not have some fun? Like why not have 15 different uniforms, you know? <laughs> <laughs> as many as we want. Yeah, I I don't see a reason why you shouldn't have a different jersey practically every night. About 20 different practice jerseys too. Yeah, I'd be fine with it. What I'm not fine with though is the Bucks being up only three versus the Suns right now. Yeah, it's all right. I, I, Greg, I, I feel like you sound you sound so you sound so like at peace. We fired kid. <laughs> we fired kid. I'm very at peace right you now. Sound, you sound so at peace. I think I think we should call him one. It's all right, uh, Greg. Greg, the black hole Monroe is in, so we'll win. Right. He'll get up his fifteen to twenty shots. Yeah, he'll uh, he'll he'll get his points. Don't worry, he'll score his twenty points, but they'll lose. Right. <laughs> All right, I think that's all we got for tonight. We just needed to chat about Jason Kidd the, and the absence of. We won't miss him at all. Well, actually, like, I, I don't feel- think I've ever miss, missed someone less. Oh, man. This is strong feelings, man. Are you okay? Who hurts you? <laughs> like, I thought I thought I, I, I said that when we got rid of GP2 and then Liggins. But now, like, I, I mean it. I mean it. You mean it wholeheartedly? I couldn't miss someone less. Wow. I'm sure. I'm- All right. Heard a deer. Check us out. Twitter, Instagram. Tweet at us. We try to engage with everyone that tweets at us. We'll try to respond to you at underscore heard a deer underscore. Let's talk about kid. I want to hear your thoughts. Check out our polls. Um, check us out. Our posts. Heard We out. We're everywhere. Yes, we are. Peace worldwide. Bucks and Bucks and four. Okay, this is too much. <laughs> okay, Bucks in five. Nah, I think I'm sticking with my Bucks in seven. Bucks in four. <laughs>